What is living in lockdown like? As the world tries to make sense of the coronavirus and South Africa is knee-deep in a government-initiated lockdown, we'll be hearing from different voices what they're up to and how they're handling living in the lockdown. Well, if you ordinarily look at Maps Mapanyana's schedule, you'd swear that he has extra hours in the day. He uh, does have a lot of duties, though, being on screen, running businesses. And now all of this is uh, like for everybody. It's uncertain. And I thought it would be a good idea to check in with him during lockdown. Let's find out. So, first of all, Maps, nice to see you, dude. Gareth, it's always uh, good to see you, too. It's great to be able to say that even during these times where we can't actually be in contact. I know, Physically. and, and you, you look like you're as healthy and happy as ever, but I, I'm sure that there are you know the same kind of concerns that I've got that millions of people all over the world have. You probably do. Now, the last time I checked in with you, you hadn't even started Buns Out yet. This has become, or was until a short while ago, like the best burger in the world or something? Yeah, it was a bit surreal. Um, look, I, I'll, I'll always put the disclaimer out that things like that um, are something that you definitely um, don't take to to heart in a big way. It's uh, always uh, subjective, um, but it's always it's 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 cool. I mean, you can't complain. I I, I compare it to like um, I mean, I guess it's slightly different in in a restaurant because you want to work really hard for for something like that but it's not something you you walk you work towards it's like sleeping with the queen of england you know um it's something you work for but if it happens i guess it's an honor right but you don't let that be the thing that you're, that you're judged by. <laughs> that is a hell of a comparison so i, I mean the, the whole idea of that um was it an easy thing to get get into was it something that just came naturally to you um, I mean, look, in, in, in all seriousness, I always dreamt of opening a restaurant and I wanted to do it at a certain stage in my life. And one of my best friends from pre-primary school, uh, Tom Savage, who had been um, made since we were about six years old, um, he was in the hospitality industry. And we would always talk about when we, when, when we were younger. And, and he said to me, are you still keen on opening a, a restaurant one day? And I was like, it's all we ever speak about. Of course, I'm still keen. He's like, well, I'm thinking of, I'm, I'm thinking of leaving managing, um, for different places. And I'd love to own something one day. And then we thought it was a perfect time for us to, to start something together. And, and um, that's kind of, you know, how it all came together. And once you have the kind of love for it and the design, you know exactly what you want to do. And then you can combine that with the expertise of someone who's really been involved in that industry. It makes it so much easier because if there's one thing I learned about the um, hospitality and restaurateuring industry is that, that there's nothing easy about it at all. Yeah. How long, how old is Banzat now? Banzat is now actually six months old, about three days ago. Yeah. So it's still, it's still pretty new. Well, to, to put a six month old through what we're all going through now is just, a different kind of hell and we'll talk about the effects of that and what you think might happen next but where are you actually locked down right now so i'm locked down in my apartment in craig hall park in Johannesburg. okay and are you with yeah. anybody or are you locked down on your own i'm locked down on my own i'm locked down on my own and you know what in in some kind of uh odd way it's uh, made me actually appreciate this time by myself um i think i think it's one of those things that if you are locked down on your own you really start to get to know yourself even more in certain ways and um for for what it's worth with the amount of kind of time spent on the road 
constantly around people, um, constantly traveling, whatever it might be, um, it, there is that, you know, that little benefit of actually being able to just slightly slow things down a bit, reset, reconnect and, um, kind of rediscover myself in, in different ways and probably, um, and properly be able to think about things with slight clutter happening around. I'm going to take you seriously on that, but you know, a lot of people are thinking, what is a sexy motherfucker like that doing on his own during a time like this? <laughs> I'm on my own. <laughs> All right. Um, what are you doing to keep, con- to keep connected with people? Because for a lot of people, it's very hard. Um, families don't get to see each other. Uh, you know, there are probably relationships that are under some strain at the moment, whether it's because they're living together or because they're not. You know, there are different reasons for that. I mean, how are you keeping connected and keeping sane? Yeah, so pretty much exactly like we, we're doing right now. I was just about to mention earlier that what I was going to say is I managed to catch up with, um, you know, my family through uh, – be it a Zoom or video call and WhatsApp or in, in never which way. And it makes things a whole lot easier. If I had to have stayed with someone, and in particular someone like my mom, I said to her, I know you want to come and stay here for these 21 days, but I promise you Corona will be the least of your worries if we're in each other's 21 days. So <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's quite fun to be able to still communicate like this and still and then bring like friends into the conversation and then yeah. they want to join in and you just kind of can have a in, in a very odd way although it's very unsocial it's still very even more social than possibly before just without the physical contact so it's been great having people just kind of call and say hey i'm just doing a mental health check like, like how are you doing i'm just wanted yeah. to check check on your mental well-being are you managing today um are you still you know cooking and and i've got friends who've been doing that on the daily and i do that with them and it, it's actually starts to build up such a great um you know support system for each other that puts things into perspective and it changes the conversation as well about things that really matter and i think that's the kind of perspective i've i've enjoyed that COVID has managed to put on people in whatever their experiences might be. Isn't it interesting? It's also interesting to see who reaches out to you and who you feel like reaching out to in a time like this, huh? hundred percent. That That's probably one of the, the biggest things that you start to realize. And also, I'm sure you've had it too. You've had people calling you who you just like, you, why, why you, when did you speak? Are you, is everything okay? We're going to be, we're not dying. It's going to be okay. But yeah. you know, it's a, yeah. it, it's thing I've had a lot of those conversations where I'm like, oh my gosh, Jeremy, I haven't, I haven't heard from you since 95. What's going on? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it's been cool to strengthen relationships um, because it can, it can't be superficial anymore in this yeah. regard. You know, you're having these conversations, you can immediately tell whether the substance in your friendship or your relationships in any way mm. or not. And it's a it's a great way of that not needing to be surrounded by people or um, cameras or, or environment. There's no one else around for you to just be seen with someone. Do you actually have a connection with this person? And does that connection mean as much to you as it does to um, to them and vice versa? Um, are you in some kind of a routine? I mean, do you wake up at every uh, every morning at the same time? Do you have an exercise regimen? Do you get dressed? I mean, are you even wearing pants right now? So, so, <laughs> so one of my <laughs> so one of my favorite things that I've loved about about this whole experience is, to be deadly honest, I geez, I have um, I've I've hardly worn pants. <laughs> 
<laughs> I knew it. And I've hardly had pants on. <laughs> and, and, and I'll wake up and I'll shower yeah. and I'll make breakfast. It's really important. I think the best way to cope is to come up with a bit of a routine without mm. putting yourself on pressure to have to do this and do that and um you know have to complete all these types of things that push you towards being as productive as possible i think that's definitely wasted on the possible things that could come from this um and you also putting yourself under more strain by putting that pressure on yourself right so but to have some kind of um you know even if it's a vague structure that you try and follow i think makes it a whole lot easier so i just try and wake up at a reasonable hour um i usually am up by like 6 or 7 generally so now i try to wake up at about 8 or 9 um but i'm still waking up earlier because it's just how i am and i'm still sleeping fairly late being around 1am or or sometimes 1:30 which is not great but i'll i'll get up and i'll try and make some breakfast and then i'll start getting to my emails then i'll do some reading and then i'll try to do a little bit of um meditating and then i'll take it easy again i'll probably end up at the fridge about 30 times throughout that period um, i'm constantly eating and then i'll have a couple you know interviews or conversations or conference calls and then i'll try and take some time to literally try and just do nothing and just think and maybe do some writing, think about thoughts that come to your mind. It doesn't have to be constructive, but you'll find that that's so much more constructive by not having to always um, have an actual outcome. So yeah, it's, um, it's been, it's been quite interesting in that, in that way. And I've, and I've even tried to get involved in a couple more of these conversations, you know, having lives. I went live for the first time on Instagram and uh, spoke a lot about um, the coronavirus and different things people are up to and how they're coping and, and, and. And you start to realize the sense of community that comes with that. And it makes it easier for everyone. Well, I'm loving picking brains of people who I really like and respect and finding out how they're handling lockdown and all of that stuff. Let's just talk about Buns Out for a second. So you've indefinitely closed because you can't yeah. you can't keep staff on a limb, you know, people need to know what's happening and, and what do you think is going to, is going to be the outcome of this long term? So I honestly think that, um, I think we've realized from COVID-19 that there's really nothing anyone can predict at all about it in, in any kind of sense. No one can really, um, I mean, if people stay outdoors, you can predict that it's going to be an absolute massacre. Mm. Um, if people stay at home, you can predict that it will, it will flatten the curve and be a little bit better. But you can't exactly predict when this will end, if it will actually have a definite end, mm. especially as it's going to be probably till maybe this time next year before there's even a sign of a probable vaccine um, that, that can actually be uh, distributed. But I think um it's going it, to it's just going to change the way we all engage because let's say we all had to end the lockdown in 10 days time I highly doubt that um and we could kind of start life again as per normal it wouldn't be as per normal I think we would still have to restrict our interactions still try and practice that social distancing to keep it at bay and that still keeps restaurants really really vulnerable yeah. um it's quite difficult to have that high social interaction environment business and make make that something that you can make a decision on being okay afterwards because more than likely more of them uh, most of them will will really struggle and for us it's a case of if it if we extend for the rest of this month 
we'll just be okay. But then if it goes on for even longer, we'll have to let go of some stuff. And if it goes on even longer than that, then we might not even be able to open again. And already restaurants now have closed and lots of small businesses have had to close their doors. And it's um, one of those things that you can definitely never really, um, I guess, account for. You can't ever expect something like this to happen. And so it makes it, you just have to figure out how you adapt to it all. Well, I hope that you, you managed to resuscitate this business. You just opened a new branch in Mflanga in what, two months ago? Yeah, yeah. Uh, two months ago, opened a pop-up in Mflanga, yeah. Well, I hope we can get this back on track, man. You know, when Bloomberg calls you the best burger restaurant in the world, there's pressure on you to, to perform oh, for the okay. next, next season. I just want to say they, they put us on the list of the top 80 restaurants. Ah, please, come yeah. on, take it, take it, yeah. take credit. <laughs> in the top 80, so we just, yeah, it's, it's, um, hey, didn't it's you, been a lot of fun, you had a, a surprise birthday party on the 16th of March, didn't you? Yeah, um, I turned 30 on the 16th of March. What a terrible time to turn 30. Terrible time to turn 30. And I, I, I said to all my family and friends who two months prior were saying, hey, we should have something. You should do something. I'll plan it for you. I'll, like, I had various people asking me, and I said, no, I don't want anything. Yeah. I just don't want anything at all this year. And to be fair, I was more worried about the health of my gran. Um, her and I were very, very close, and she, her birthday is three days prior to mine, and it was going to be her 80th um, on the 13th of March, and then my, my 60th, my 30th on the 16th of March, and we're trying to figure out how, you know, I was trying to tell her how we're going to do it together, and, 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 and then she got very sick and um, passed away a month prior to that, and then my, my manager said, Hey, um, so you have this gig for Investec. Um, you're gonna, uh, they, they just, it's gonna be an intimate event and they'd like you to speak to young professionals about uh, X, Y, and Z. Investment sent, uh, investment. Investec sent me, um, a brief. They told me what I, what was gonna be happening, what I was required to talk about, um, and just everything I would need for it, even scripts, notes, all of that. And I get to the venue. And it was a surprise uh, birthday <laughs> which was pretty cool. I, I hope it was people you wanted to see. <laughs> That's always the danger. That's another reason I why I hate it. I'm like, you're like, oh, surprise. And you're like, what the fuck uh, are you doing? Yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> but it, was, it was people I wanted to see, thankfully. And obviously, there's lots of people who get left off that list because people don't actually know who all your friends are. That's yeah, another thing. Right. Um, uh, and then you're made to feel bad. I'm like, um, no, I, I didn't know about it. Sorry. But anyway, um, it's a, it's an interesting time to have your birthdays. And I got a lot of hand sanitizer as gifts. So, hey, I'll take it. That's true love these days. That's how you thought you uh, I hope you got enough toilet paper. I've got more than enough toilet paper. Good I didn't even, even understand. I'm not even going to get into no, that. But I, I, didn't I know. It's, isn't it ridiculous? It's ridiculous. Absolutely. I mean, there's only so many shits one can take. Dude, uh, who who shits so much that they need to go through one of those big, you know, those packs that people were stockpiling? Like, even if you have like a family, 18. even if you have a family of eight, how much shitting does your family do? I, I reckon it doesn't get more privileged than that because you know we, when I was growing up, because it's limited resources, you mm. you use sheets usually, but uh, you get like seven squares maybe. On mm. average, humans use seven squares apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. We, we would fulfill that square by yeah. another. Times get the full use of yeah, every, right. you know. Once you wipe, you look, you yeah. you do it again, you do it again, and then if you're going through the entire roll in like two shits, then dude, 
You've got you a dirty, do- you've got a dirty ass, and you don't know how to use it properly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, man. Mups. I love that we started talking about business. And we ended up t- talking about lavatorial habits, but you know, this is the thing. Just look after yourself and keep safe and love to the family. Hey. Eh? Speaking of which, sorry. Speaking of lavatorial habits, uh, what are your thoughts on Boris Johnson? Well, hasn't he just been hospitalized today? Yeah, apparently just for a check, just so they can remediate um, the effect because it's been going on for... Look here, I'm really excited about what we could do for the people (laughs) of Britain during this very difficult time. It's going to be incredibly hard for us, but I know we can pull through because we've all got a good sense of humour and I have the worst hair in the world. Second to Donald Trump only. (laughs) Right, Right. okay, we can't end better than that. (laughs) Thanks, Boris. All right, dude, nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.